Welcome to the Both and Motherhood podcast, where we honor the duality of being called to both making a massive impact and income through your business and really deep present motherhood. I'm your host, Kim Filippo, and I'm a mom to two amazing boys and a business coach for other female-identifying humans who are or desire to become mothers who are ready to start stepping into the life that they feel called to live and embody this duality of being called to both. I'm so glad you're here. You ready? Let's get started. Happy 2024. Oh my God, I can't believe it is already 2024. And at the same time, I was telling my kids that I have been like inadvertently writing 2024 for like a month. (laughs) I think I was just ready for this year. Anyway, it is now January 2nd. And we're here in the new year, new month, refresh. I know a lot of you had a big year in 2023, just like I did. A lot of my clients and friends have also gone through big changes in their lives, big purges of things that weren't serving them, big challenges that really brought forward how strong we really are, right? And cleared the path for some wonderful stuff to happen this year. So what I want to talk about today are the practices that I do as we close out a year and start a new one and how you can use these even though it's after New Year's Eve if you haven't done this yet or if you've done some version of your own but something from what I talk about today speaks to you that you can do this week, next week, this month, whenever to kind of really like reflect on past year and release all of it, (laughs) good, the bad, all the things, and really like get clear on what you want to create, what you want to call in, what you want to manifest, whatever word you want to use, what you want for this next year so that you can really be intentional (laughs) because as you know, as a mom, as a working mom, as an entrepreneur mom, (laughs) We have got to be fucking intentional with our time or else we just get overwhelmed and nothing happens, right? Before we know it, we look up and five years have gone by. So that's the invitation that I want to make for you today. So that's what we're going to do today. Quick update for our house. (laughs) What's going on in my world? We are on the last day now of winter vacation, winter break for my boys. They were off for two and a half weeks and it was actually a really lovely break. I am getting so much better (laughs) at balancing school breaks and work. This time I actually took a whole week off, which was beautiful and spacious. And we had so much wonderful present time. The first week I did work a little bit, but we still had so much wonderful time. And today's their last day of break. I am working today, recording again from my bedroom. I'm going to try a different microphone. (laughs) Last time I used, apologize for the audio quality of the last episode. I used a microphone I hadn't used in a long time and I had the gain way up too high. So sorry, I'm talk loud, (laughs) especially when I get excited. So back to my normal microphone and hopefully things sound better today, but I am recording from my bed, which actually kind of feels fun with this microphone because I feel like I'm going to be singing or something. (laughs) And the boys are playing some video games downstairs. We had a lovely low-key Christmas, uh, some of my family, my dad, and one of my little brothers, who is like little, but not so little, he's 16, um, came all the way up to visit us and stayed with us for a few days. And we went to the snow, 
even though there wasn't very much snow here. <laughs> and we just had a great time. We played video games. We went on walks. We played board games. We did projects. I did get them to help me with some decluttering. I actually told them I made a game to help them because they never want to help me declutter. And I've got so much stuff to go through. And a lot of it's theirs, right? Toys and paper projects and all the things. I don't know about you, but usually when I try and go through those things, then all of a sudden they remember what they had and they are like, no, don't get rid of that. No, I need that. Right. Or they just get overwhelmed too and they don't want to do it and nothing happens. Right. So I was like, let's play a game and I'm going to bribe you with screen time. (laughs) I told them for every 15 minutes is what we did. And yesterday, for every 15 minutes, you give me of helping me go through your stuff decluttering you get 30 minutes of extra screen time and I made it a game I wanted like what was coming through in my head is pass or smash (laughs) but I didn't want them to go around using that phrase and I didn't really want to explain what it means (laughs) so I called it pass or keep and somehow they got into I don't know pass keep or food is what they called it so anyway I said pass or keep right if we can play pass or keep for 15 minutes then you can have some extra screen time. And they actually went through and like actually asked about, can I do, can I do pass or keep? Can I do pass or keep? And they went through all kinds of papers and a bunch of toys and it was beautiful. So just in case, sharing in case that's helpful for you and your kids. Making a game out of it is always helpful for me. <laughs> I had a friend once who said um, she, her kids will clean and do stuff like that, like their chores if she makes a game out of it and sets um, like her phone up on like a time-lapse video and so hey we can see like you moving in fast motion like after you've done cleaning you can see the video so anyway I digress but I know I'm not alone in this so so okay coming back to it new year's okay so I do like to do this practice in the last couple of days of December it just feels really symbolic for me um but the reason I'm doing it today is one I was often fully present last week. And two, I didn't do my own reflections until like late on the 31st. I actually stayed up till midnight for the first time in a very long time doing this uh, ritual and then also just reading and enjoying the quiet. But I want to give you permission to do this now if you haven't done it yet. You can literally do it anytime though, right? New Year, December 31st to January 1st is symbolic And yes, it's the start of a new calendar year, but at the end of the day, it's an arbitrary date, right? You can really reset at any time. You can always look back at the previous 12 months. This goes too for if you're looking at money goals in your business, a lot of people get tripped up with, you know, did I hit this money goal for this calendar month or this calendar year, or I didn't quite get it. But permission to like, it's just, it's the same 30 days, the same 365 days or 366 or whatever. I think we're a leap year this year regardless of if it's the end of December 31st or if it's like in May, right? You can always look back at a previous period. You can always reset, right? It can be, you can reset at the end of a quarter, at the end of a season, in the middle of the month. It doesn't matter when your body and your brain and your heart need to do a reset, permission to do this practice as well, okay? So what I love to do that I find really important, and especially the last two years I've been doing this, it's been really, really helpful, is to not just look forward into the new year and what I want to create, but really take a good long look at the past year, really reflect on it. And there is just so much usually that we forget. We're so busy. So much that happens that 
we forget the little moments, the good and the hard sometimes. And so what I like to do, this actually took me a good while because 2023 was a big fucking year for me. (laughs) A lot of stuff happened. I like to take some time when I'm alone because otherwise I get distracted by kids, right? So early in the morning or after the kids go to bed for me. But take some time and I go through my journals from the year a month at a time. So start in January and go through my journals, just kind of skim through them in case something comes up or I'm like, oh yeah, I was really working on this or oh yeah, like this was coming through. I was clearing this sometimes in my journal. All right. You know, things I'm swamping or, or clearing things I'm future bragging about. And I can kind of remember how I was feeling in that month. And then I'll also go through my phone and like look at the pictures from that month and the videos. And that really helps me to not only remember like any of the heavier things, but like really remember like the little moments, the things with the kids a lot. That really helps me remember like, oh yeah, we went and did this. Remember when we went to the park? Remember when we did this thing? And I will write it down in a journal what I was doing, how I was feeling, what were like the big things that happened in that month, right? What were the big themes? What was I feeling? Who was really important to me? You can look back on like what, you know, parts of your life or your business or friends or relationships like really stepped up and ramped up, what fell away, what felt like it burned to the ground, what was going on. And I went and did that through the entire year, month by month. And while you're doing this, if you have had a particularly heavy year or there are periods there where there was just a lot coming through for you and you're starting to find yourself dissociating really, like you're getting distracted, you're noticing you're actually like having to go over it a few times, that means probably something's coming up and you need to move it through your body. So I invite you to take as many breaks as you need to, to get up and move your body. Shake, go back to episode five. This is my fave way to up-level your mindset game, move things through your body. And when I talk about swamping, you can do that, but really you don't need to do that whole swamp. You can just shake, just dance, turn on a song and just move your body, right? Just shake, wiggle, do what you got to do, move it through your body, let the feelings come through. You might need to cry. You might need to sound. When I say sound, I mean like, like really like letting it out come through your body, especially with women. I think a lot of us feel a lot of closed energy in our throat. We've, a lot of us have had the message growing up that we talk too much, that we feel too much, that we don't say the right thing. And a lot of that energy gets trapped in our throat. And so that emotions get trapped. Essentially, they're the energy from the emotions. And so sounding can really help move that through. So whatever you need to do. And then when you feel a little more clear, go back and you can finish this out, right? This can be really fast for you. It might be really quick and you can just be like, oh yeah, January, we did this. February, we did this. If your year was like mine, it might take you a little bit longer and that's okay. You can even do this every month if you want to. I just like to do it kind of at the end of the year. And then at the end, You've kind of reflected on the heavy, but also the really good, special, the mundane, the everyday things I reflected this year on. And as I was going through my reflections on 2023, I started the year with a lot of fear. Actually, I spent a lot of the year with a lot of fear in my body and it really, really helped a ton to move it through doing this during this practice because I didn't realize how much was still trapped in my body despite doing lots and lots of swamping this year, despite doing lots and lots of movement, lots of emotional release. I still had some that needed to get moved through. The first 
quarter of the year for me was really heavy in my relationship, my marriage. Um, a lot of shit got really, really hard. Um, and I was separated, but living in the same house as my ex-husband and trying to figure things out, trying to get like finances had gotten really hard, trying to get things moving and figure out what I needed to do. Suffice it to say, shit was hard the first quarter of the year for sure. And the second, really, the first whole half of the year was really, really hard. And we, you know, I was going through the divorce and figuring out everything, uh, trying to get back on my feet financially, trying to support the kids and their emotions for everything while I processed my emotions, while I tried to rebuild my business and rebuild my life and all the things and a lot of financial fear, a lot of scarcity, a lot of doubt, a lot of just a lot of stuff. Um and processing all the feelings. These are feelings that I've gone through at different levels with releasing things that didn't serve me anymore. But if you are like me and you've been through something heavy, a separation, a divorce, a breakup, something like that in the last year, you know that like, even if you know it's the right decision, there's still a lot of heavy feelings that come and go. Grief comes in waves. There's indecision. There's anger. There's doubt. There's empowerment. There's just this plethora of feelings and a whole bunch of shit that comes up. And as I was reflecting, one thing that stuck out to me was, like I said, how much was still trapped in my body that I didn't realize that I really, really needed to process and give the space to move through. And I did that and it was so cathartic. And then also that the last quarter of the year, even though there was still fear and some scarcity, there was so much more stability and presence and this year I had just like the most after I moved out of the marriage and after things settled down. So the second half of the year, let's say, really, really settled into really like the most presence and balance that I felt ever <laughs> with my kids, with myself, with my work. It was just there was a lot of beauty, even though there was a lot of hard. And there were a lot of little moments with the kids that I hadn't remembered um, until I looked at the pictures. and I was like, oh, yeah. So at the end of all this reflection, what I did was I wrote a letter to 2023. Again, you can do this in 2023 if you're doing this now. You can do this for the last month. You can do this for a relationship that you're leaving. You can do this for or letting go of. You can do this for whatever period, a quarter or whatever. I wrote a, a letter of like both everything that I wanted to release and let go of that I want to leave behind and also the things that I'm grateful for from that period. So it was a lot of like, yeah, I'm ready to leave behind this, this, and this. And I'm really grateful for this, this, and this. Because what I don't think a lot of us realize is that digesting the good is just as important as releasing and processing the heavy and the, I don't want to say bad necessarily, but not so good things to make room for new, the new things that you want to call in. A lot of us, I think, just want to push out and get rid of and drop off the old stuff. But we actually need to digest and process all the good too. 
And so I did include the good stuff too there that happened and the beautiful moments and the way that people supported me and the way that I was held and seen and all of the beautiful things that I called in and thanked it, right? I like the lessons that I learned. I learned a lot of lessons about myself, about what I'm capable of, about boundaries, about what I deserve, about how to stand up for those things, about emotional capacity and regulation and all of these things I'm able to bring to my kids. My parenting up leveled massively this past year, all of the things. And with that, I actually physically burned that letter (laughs) and the reflection. Honestly, I also took all the pages out of my journal where I had written down from all the months because I really wanted to really fully release this last year. So that because for me, it was truly a storm coming to clear. (laughs) And that also felt really cathartic. So if you do something like that and you're going to burn it, either put it in a wood burning fireplace or go outside if you can, but in like a safe receptacle. So I had like a metal bowl I just put the paper in there outside on my patio and let it burn. And I smudged afterwards and it just felt really, really good and really cathartic. And that was really helpful to do before then I went and set intention for 2024. So a lot of people talk about word of the year or vision boards. Those are probably the most common I see, especially in the online space, when we're looking at intention setting for a new period, for a new year specifically. And you may do one or both of those things. Um, I've tried both. I actually find the word of the year to be more impactful for me personally. Vision board is fun, but maybe it's my ADHD. I just don't have the, the way my brain works is sometimes when I set an intention for a specific thing, to happen and it doesn't happen, my brain beats myself up about it. So some people, it's really, really good. Like this is like setting stretch goals, right, in your business or like, hey, I want to travel here. I want to do this thing. For some people, that's really inspiring and really motivating. And it doesn't, you know, it's really easy to see of like, okay, these things happen and these things doesn't. And I can be thankful for all the things that did happen and not beat myself up for the things that didn't. Some of our brains want to attach on the things that didn't happen and it doesn't always feel good. So think into like how your brain works as you choose to do that. And if you do a vision board, maybe if your brain is more like that, maybe more vague things, right? Rather than specific things. But on the other hand, it can be really beautiful because we can't create what we don't actually become clear about and set intentions for, right? I actually kind of did a mini version of this with my kids. I told them about like what I was doing to reflect and release and to set intentions for the new year. And we looked over like the pictures together through the year and kind of remembered some of the things that happened. And I invited them to talk about it. And when we got to intentions for 2024, my littlest Alex says something like, well, there are things I don't want to say them because it's too big. And I was like, well, buddy, it's not too big. I don't know that I can, it can happen this year. But if you don't tell me what it is, I can't work towards it, right? And for him, it was a house. He wants us to get a house again. He misses being in an apartment is wonderful and fun. With two little boys, it can be kind of hard. We're in like a townhome style apartment. on, So there's just a single story underneath us. And sometimes they have to be more careful about like jumping around downstairs and they miss having a house. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, buddy, I can't promise you a house this year. But you know what? Like if we don't set the intention... We don't get clear about it. We don't really know where we're going, right? 
I did this with my other, my oldest son, Isaac, recently too. We planned out a trip of like to Super Nintendo World. Like, okay, I don't know when we're going to be able to take that trip, but let's look at like flights and hotels and like how much would it cost so that we know actually like otherwise we just end up saying I can't afford it I can't afford it or I don't have time for it like how much time would it take to fly there how many days would it be worth it to go how much does it cost and we put it in a Trello board so that can be something you can do too so it is helpful vision boards can be really really helpful especially if there's something kind of specific and you can put it somewhere that you can see it like above your desk or you can do it in Canva like and just put it I've done this before we've made a backdrop for my computer wallpaper um, or in a planner. I think vision boards are really helpful. I didn't do one this year. So feel into what feels good for you. You can do a vision board and a word of the year or a word of the year, either one. This year I specifically did a um, word of the year. I love words of the year. I feel like it's really, especially the last couple of years for me, really helped me hone in on like the feeling that I want to embody. I will say that like the first couple of years I tried doing a word of the year, it was more of like mm, what I wanted to call in. Like I remember there were years where it was like ease, confident expectation. I don't know where I got that one from. Abundance, different things like that. And one of the things I didn't know with the time that I think I've seen now and was pointed out to me is that oftentimes like if you set that intention sometimes you're in a place and I was when I was setting the intention for ease for example and it did not feel easy in my life is that the universe God whatever presents to you opportunities to clear the things out of your life whether it's relationships or job or parts of yourself or family relationships or dynamics whatever that are in the way of that feeling that you want that intention and you have the opportunity then to take that path, which feels harder to get there, right? Um, or not. And I don't think I realized that yet. But end of 2022, going to 2023, I actually chose the word surrender because I would never consider myself a control freak, but I really at heart am and was. It's a safety thing, right? to be able to anticipate what's going to happen, make sure everybody's feeling okay, make sure everybody's happy. And I spent a lot of 2022 trying to control everything and plan everything and do it all on my own. And it just wasn't working. And I really realized it was more of like this feeling of like when I did this year-end reflection and attention setting practice, I really was invited to consider more of like, what do I need to embody to create what I want for 2023? And that's another piece too here. Whether you're doing a vision board or just like mentally thinking this through, I think as you come up with a word of the year, I think a really important first thing to do is really get clear on what you want, right? Look at the big picture vision of you, your life, your family, your business, like what do you want it to look like this next year, right? So in this case, 2024, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. What do you want 2024 to look like? How do you want to feel this year? What do you want to accomplish? The most important thing, honestly, is how do you want this year to feel? Because that's kind of really the point of a vision board, right? Is what do you want? Not specifically, I want these things to be accomplished, but like what kind of big things do I want to create? How do I want to feel? What's my vision for this next year? 
And when you choose a word of the year, if you choose a word of the year, it can be like a feeling that you want to embody. I think that's actually much more powerful. A feeling that you want to embody more than like, I want to call this into my life, right? I'm going to go on a bazillion tangents because there's so much to say here. So I apologize. And if you're still here with me, thank you (laughs) for hanging in with me. But you might have heard the saying, be, do, have. What that means is that we often think we need to have the thing we want, whether that's the amount of money in your business or your home or the relationship you want or the trip or whatever. We think we need to have that before we can feel a certain way and be a certain version of ourselves. But it's actually really the other way around. We need to be that version of ourselves, or at least work towards being that version of ourselves that we want to grow into, which means we need to practice stepping into and choosing our thoughts and our feelings and embodying this coming back to a decision. Basically, it's not as easy as like you snap your fingers, right? This is work. This takes work and it takes breaking down patterns and it takes recognizing things in mindset work. But really we're focusing on the purpose is focusing on feeling the way you want to feel so that you can really be the person that you want to be, that version of the person you want to be, and therefore take the actions that you need to take to get you to the things you want to have, right? And you get to have those things. Anyway, all that to say, thinking about what you need to embody, what kind of feeling you need to embody, what kind of energy you need to embody, to be able to call in and have and hold the things that you want to create in 2024 can be really helpful for making a word of the year. So for example, like I said, my 2023 word was surrender because I knew that I needed to really learn how to actually let go of control and surrender and trust. It's really all of this underneath surrender, right? Trust the path I was on, trust what nudges were coming forward, trust the universe. You could choose the word God, you could choose the word spirit, whatever works for you. Trust the way that it was coming through for me. Trust what was showing up and surrender through that process. And goddamn did 2023 deliver. (laughs) I have learned a massive lesson in surrender. And it's actually, it was really hard And there were a lot of tears, but also it was really powerful and really also helped me to release a lot of anxiety and stress and helped me be more present and create that balance and clear the path, right? 2023, I did not hit my goals on paper. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't hit any of the financial goals on paper, not even close. But I set some major things in motion. I cleared major fucking things in my life, in my world, in my being that were holding me back, that were keeping me stuck. And I really cleansed things, cleansed the path moving forward. I really was able to surrender and allow other people to support me and love on me and see me where I had developed stories that I desperately wanted people to support me and see me and hold me, but I didn't trust anybody to do it. So all I could see were the times when people didn't show up for me. And I was really allowed the space to see all the places and people and invite new people into my world that did those things. And 
I made it, <laughs> right? So by the end of the year, honestly, I was like, okay, universe, I got the message. I've learned my lesson of surrender. I'm done surrendering. <laughs> Let's shift this already. I had chosen, I'm big, I like crafting a lot. So I have a Cricut, it's like a die cut machine. And I had, um, I didn't do a vision board for 2023. I did cut out with the die cut machine, um, my Cricut, the word surrender. And I put it on a binder, which is my planner. I use the do less planner from Kate Northrup, which I really love with my ADHD brain. Normal planners, just they're pretty and they get used for a little bit and then they don't. This one is really like about just focusing on like what's important and looking at patterns. And um, I really love it. So anyway, I had it on my planner, which I look at every day because it's not really a planner. It's more of reflections and intention setting and cycle tracking. And I, <laughs> I pulled it off the letters off my planner in like the middle of December. <laughs> like, okay, if I had enough surrender, I am ready to move the fuck forward. <laughs> and I had really felt that my word for 2024 was going to be thrive after surrender. That felt like the best next step. But actually was reflecting and it was pointed out to me also that sometimes, often actually probably, a word that we choose doesn't always look exactly like we thought, right? Because And I thought about it and I thought thrive can mean a lot of things, right? I actually feel like I'm thriving in some ways and not at all in others. And I don't feel like that's quite it. And so as I was reflecting on this big picture vision of like, what I want my future to look like, not just 2024, but like the next five years, for example, of my life, what I want my future to look like, what I want it to feel like. The word I chose for 2024, my word of the year this year is magic. So yes, I'm calling in magic from the universe, but really it's more also me embodying the possibility of that happening. And that is like a second step to surrender, right? Because if I'm stuck in that older version of me that needed to control everything, that needed to see everything exactly on paper and know exactly where it was going to come from, that doesn't leave very much space for magic, right? And it that was really keeping me in this scarcity place. So I am open to and inviting and working on embodying the sense of magic in 2024. And we'll see where it comes. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes from it. One of the last things I want to talk about as you're doing these exercises is another way you can look at it. And, and these are just like different ways you can look at that. You do not have to do all of these things. You don't have to do any of these things. So I invite you to just take what you like and leave the rest. Honestly, with everything I say, take what you like, leave the rest. If there's something where you like it, but it doesn't quite feel like yours or something that fits for you, come talk to me. Let's talk about customizing it for you, right? But the thing is, as a mom, especially as a working mom who runs her own business, you and I have a lot of responsibilities and roles just as a base on any given day, right? But we all only have 24 hours a day and we need a good at least eight-ish of those to sleep, at least, right? To feel good and thrive. We have a set number of hours in the day and other people, other things need our attention too, right? So like I said at the beginning, it's really, really important for us specifically as moms, as entrepreneur moms, to be really intentional with not just our time, but our energy. I think that's actually the more important piece here to finding the balance that you're looking for in this both and is being intentional with your energy. And one of the biggest things that was a game changer for me as I shifted my business to where I felt that I was having more balance in my life around my business 
and otherwise was looking at where I was leaking energy in my business. Also, I had a big energy leaks in my personal life, but in both areas, right? And when I help clients with this, when I help coaching clients with this, the three areas I see leaking often are money, time, and energy. But energy is probably the primary place that we focus. Often that is kind of related to time. And then the money leaks obviously come in as well. So being really intentional with your energy is what is really going to allow you to feel that balance and the peace that you're looking for as you work toward the goals on paper, like the the number of clients or the amount of money you've made in your business or the house or the trip or whatever. And so I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, for everything that you say yes to, you have to say no to something else. We only have so much room in the day, right? And a lot of you are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers like me raising my own hand here, right? I think a lot of us as women specifically have grown up with that as a strategy for safety, right? That served us maybe as kids, it's not serving us now, right? So we tend to say yes to things where we feel like we have to say yes to things that we don't necessarily want to. And then we don't have room to say yes to the things that we actually want. And then we get frustrated when at the end of the day, we don't have time for it, right? End of the week, end of the year, whatever. But the flip side is for everything you say no to, as you start to learn boundaries, as you start to say no to things that aren't serving you, you get to say yes to something else. And that was so empowering for me. And it's something I come back to again and again and again. So the last kind of practice or exercise you can look at here to consider as you're letting go of 2023 and stepping into 2024 is when you've got that big picture vision of yourself and your family and your life and your business over the next year, the next five years, whatever, even like you can look way forward into like, what do you, how do you want to feel when you're 80, (laughs) right? What do you want to have done? What do you want to have been known for? Whatever feels good for you to think on. I want you to make a list mental or otherwise write it down in your journal. Like what are you saying more yes to this year? Is that maybe more present time with your kids, travel, vacations, yourself and self-care, exercise, time outside, Um, more time to do the work that you love, maybe taking yourself on a little CEO retreat or just going to a coffee shop to work or asking for support from your partner or babysitter so that you can do work you love, right? Maybe this is like CEO time to work on your business and not just in it all the time because those are different things, right? Maybe date nights or journaling or meditation or time for your hobbies or whatever else is really important to you that will help you get to that feeling that you want to feel this year. And on the flip side, to make room for those things, what are you going to say no to this year? So you can make space for those things, right? Maybe that's mom guilt. (laughs) Maybe that's like commitments with clients or family or friends or school that you don't really want to do, but you kind of feel obligated to do, but it actually isn't what you want, right? Can you practice baby steps and saying no, Maybe taking clients that aren't really soul aligned clients. This is something I see come up a lot, especially those of us with service-based businesses. Like I had taking clients that just because they'll pay you, but they're not actually doing, you know, it's not actually the work that you really love doing or they're just not aligned. It drained our energy, right? So maybe it's that. 
Maybe it's comparison with others, especially other entrepreneurs without kids or with more support than you have. If there's one thing that I want all of you and me and everybody here listening to this podcast to let go of and say no to and release and leave in 2023, it's comparison with others. Small baby tangent here. There is more than enough room for all of us to succeed. There's more than enough room for all of us to have a full load of clients. There's more than enough room for all of us to have the money that we want. And if we can work on seeing somebody else having what we want and look at, hey, if it's possible for her, it's possible for me too. That is such a huge game changer. Okay, back to the list. Last kind of thing. Maybe it's like... Maybe we're saying no to more work from clients that are outside of the scope of your agreement that you don't really want to do and aren't getting paid for. I see this a lot with my coaching clients that have service-based businesses, like a client that they've signed an agreement for. Maybe they're doing podcast editing or OBM or VA or whatever. And then the client, just out of curiosity, I always say that your client is not trying to take advantage of you. I'm almost positive. Hey, can you just do this? Can you just, what about this? And oftentimes we'll say, yeah, sure, because we really want to help. But then it starts to creep out of the scope of our agreement and we don't ask for more money outside of it. And then we get resentment and all the things. And that's a big energy drain too. So there's actually like whatever that list is for you that might be seeing, looking at social media all day or scrolling at a certain time or opening your phone, you know, in the first 15 minutes after you wake up. I want to say side note here. (laughs) So many fucking side notes. This is my life. Um, There's evidence that honestly, like what you're doing with your brain, like what you're taking in, what you're thinking about, what you're seeing and not thinking about what you're seeing and experiencing and doing in the first 15 minutes can really set a massive tone for your day. So I really don't recommend getting on your phone right when you wake up, looking at news, looking at social media, because then you get into taking on a lot of stuff and it really makes it hard to get through the day in a balanced, peaceful feeling. So just wait 15 minutes, do some meditation, go have some coffee, journal, read, cuddle with your kids, cuddle with your husband, whatever works for you. But um, this is a big one that was a big game, game changer. Also doing it right before bed, but particularly in the morning. That could be something you're saying no to, right? And whatever this is, if you do the vision board, if you do a word of the year, if you do this list to actually stick with your plan and start creating the year that you're desiring this year, I invite you to create something with what you've come up with that you can see every day to remind you of what you're working towards. Like I said, for my word of the year, I put it on the front of my binder. That is my planner that I go to every single day as I do like reflections in the morning. So I removed surrender. I made a new one with magic. i prettied it up because I'm a nerd with Yoshi. Oh my God, I said Yoshi. I almost said Yoshi tape with washi tape. Oh my God, my kids. (laughs) Oh, too many video games here with washi tape. (laughs) And I can see that magic there. You can put it on a um, vision board that you have above your desk or on your phone wallpaper or your computer wallpaper. Um, If there's little things that you want to be saying yes to, or it's your word of the year or something you want to be reminded for, one of my favorite apps is called Yap, Y-A-P-P, where you can set in little things that it'll send you as a notification on your phone, just kind of randomly throughout the day. These can be affirmations. These can just be the word. It can be whatever you need to, to do, whatever feels good. And also getting support, especially with so many things on your plate. 
getting support to stay intentional, to help you with the spin outs, to really keep you on track and accountable, to stick to your plan and really start creating the year that you're desiring and do it your way. Getting support can be super helpful. And if that is something that you would love this year, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to support you. I have a couple of one-on-one spaces open right now for three months of one-on-one together where we can dive into all of this, where energy is leaking in your business and around your business and your life and motherhood, where money is leaking in your business, how we can really tweak and make your business work for you and around your life in the season that you're in right now. Not anybody else's, not mine, not another coach's, not a friend, not somebody else. Like what will work for you so that you can have the both and in your life, right? I'd love to talk to you. We can start with a free coaching call. I'll put the link in the show notes. Just book that whether you're like, I really would like some support, but I really feel like I'm not ready to invest in full one-on-one coaching right now or... I feel like money is too tight or I feel scared. This is not a high pressure call. This is not even a pressure call. This is a no pressure call. Okay. How this is going to go down on the free coaching call is I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you about yourself and your business and your family and your life and how this, what's working well and what's not working well or what feels like it's working well and what feels like it's not working well and where you want to go and what your goals are. And I'm going to give you the one place to like focus on next to stop that energy leak. Maybe it's stopping people pleasing. Maybe it is changing your schedule. Maybe it is simplifying your offers, whatever that is, the next best step to focus on to get you more of that balance in your life and business so you can have that both and. And if when we're talking, if I feel that I can really help you and it would really, really supportive to work together, I'm going to ask your permission. Can I talk to you about what it might be like for us to work together? And at that point, it's totally your decision, but there's no pressure either way because selling a service, right? If I don't tell you that I can help you, then I'm actually not serving you. And the same goes for you when you're selling, right? If you don't tell somebody that you can help them, which is selling, uh, you're actually doing them a disservice, right? And if that's the right fit for you, wonderful. I'd love to work with you. If it's not wonderful too, I'm cheering you on. So I invite you to book a call if you are here and you're listening and you would like some support or just my eyes on your business and how to get you more of that balance in both and come attack me. Oh, the last thing I wanted to share was a new tradition that I started with the boys this year. I've actually been meaning to do this for a couple of years, but haven't really done it. As I set a jar out and we're actually starting this year, this past um, year in school, the kids learned this game called Rose Thorn Bud, where they can talk about, we do talk about this like at the end of the day sometimes of like roses are like things that went really well that you loved, that were fun, that were awesome. Thorns are like things that didn't go so well, that, you know, were hard. And buds are things you're looking forward to. So we'll ask like, what were some roses for today? What were some thorns? Or what was a thorn? Did you have any thorns? Um, do you have any buds? But this is like a rose jar. So I told the kids what we're going to do. And I already got one and I already started yesterday on the first. They told me to sleep in or at least not set my alarm. They got up early. They went downstairs and made me coffee and wrote a happy new year note and brought it up to me in bed. That was definitely my first rose of 2024. Oh, there they come. Hold on one second. Hi. Is there anything else you want? I'm talking about? Uh, intention setting. I was, actually, I was just talking about Rose, Thorn, and Bud game and how we are doing the jar. 
so my people that listen to the podcast are moms or other moms. So they have kids and they have online businesses. Is there anything you want to teach them about Rose Thorn Bud or about reflecting on the new year or about 2024 or you want to wish them a happy new year? I don't know. Do you want to say something? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sully. Anyway, he says I can include that. He thinks it's funny. So there you are. Anyway, so I invited them. I put the note that they gave me and wrote a little bit about it on the back. And I'm going to put it, I put it in our jar so that on New Year's Eve of 2024, um, all three of us will sit together and look at it. And instead of looking back at all the pictures, or we might still do that, we're going to reflect on all the roses that happened this year. So we're going to be doing that if that feels supportive for you and your family. I invite you to try it and let me know how it goes. I really would love it if you'd send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if this was helpful. Let me know what you're implementing this year. Let me know what came up for you, what you're calling in and moving towards this year. I'd love to hear your word of the year if you chose one, what practices you like to do and what your intentions are for 2024. Wishing you the happiest of New Year's. I I'm going to go spend some present time, all screens off time with my kids for a little bit and then be back all screens on because we're still holidays. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, magical 2024. And I'm so grateful for you and to have you here with me. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it with a friend and leave a rating or review for me in Apple Podcasts or Spotify so more mamas can find this podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. See you next week. Love ya.